going on, Los Angeles? Welcome into the Rams Skinny here on the LA Football Network. We are live tonight on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, talking all things Rams, the best team currently in Los Angeles. Take that to the bank. Five and six Rams playoff hopes alive. They face the seven and four Cleveland Browns this weekend for a battle of the trenches. As my main man Skinny T said before we hit that record button. And speaking of the handsome devil, Ryan Skinny T Anderson, managing editor, beat writer at the LA Football Network. What is up, my brother? Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you as well. Uh, happy December as well. Can you believe it? Ooh. This is this is when I start to get nervous about my Christmas shopping. Officially, I, I start going, "Oh, I don't, I don't have anything for this person or that person." So, I got to yeah. get on that. Luckily, that uh, that that beautiful company uh, that starts with an A, they they handle it all now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they make life real easy. And luckily, me and maybe your significant other is the same. But luckily, my wife handles all of that too. So I'm pretty stress free since we've been married, which is nice. Uh, except That's for great. her, I just, all I got to do is handle her, and I still wait till like the December 23rd and be like, well, I guess we're doing overnight shipping on that big A word, Amazon, <laughs> because uh, I still haven't done anything yet, but, uh, yeah, the, I love it. Christmas season. I just, uh, I never black Friday shop ever, but, um, there's this brand I love called true classic tees. Shout out. We need them as a sponsor. If you're listening, anyone that's true classic tees, San Diego based company. I ordered a bunch of these long sleeve shirts. It was like a six pack for like $33 on their black Friday special for six shirts. And uh, just came in. I'm, I'm feeling great. So look good, feel good, right? As they say. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Did you do any Black Friday shopping? I know we're way past that. But. I, I I did, yeah. I uh, I did pretty much all of like, uh, you know, gift shopping, and then I also knocked. I, I threw a few things in the cart for myself as well, just to get. You know, you got to get the free shipping, so you you know yeah. you pick out a shirt here or there. So yeah, a boy, a boy. It's <laughs> like in DoorDash when they're like, add three dollars fifty cents to wipe away the the. Um, yeah. whatever it's called delivery fees so yeah i, I feel you i don't i don't really? wait in lines i don't line up for stuff it's not like it's like my version of hell is waiting in line for you know a restaurant or something like that. so i'm not going out yeah. to like best buy to get a tv or anything like that at four o'clock in the morning but yeah. you know sitting in my pjs on black friday i was like ooh, the 50 off here i'll i'll nab a few things yeah i kind of want to guess what you bought like just knowing you as well as i do it's feeling it was just like like a decanter like uh <laughs> some sort of like water filtration system for coffee. Like, I feel like it was like random stuff like that. What did you get? Fill me in. Oh, you know, I, I had my eye on a leather jacket and it was a okay. really good deal. So that, that, that was my, my big Christmas present, but I'm, you know, I've had a few people critique me on my mic. Uh, so Christmas present to myself is going to be a, a, a sure microphone and a, and a, mm. and an arm. So I don't have to hold it. So one of these guys, yeah, we do need yeah. to get you an arm. Maybe that'll be my Christmas gift to you. So oh, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's gotta be surprised, right? I can't just tell you now I'm getting it for you. It's gotta be surprised. So, yeah. um, I'll put it under that little Charlie Brown tree you got under there. It can be yeah. gift wrapped in the waiting Perfect. that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, good. Well, uh, happy to be here with everyone talking all things Rams football before we get into it quickly. Got to mention our friends at underdog fantasy. I won some money last night, skinny. I was on a little losing streak last night, won some money finally with some NBA games. So head to underdogfantasy.com or download the underdog fantasy app on the app store, Google play. Use our promo code for your first deposit. It's Rams LAFB. Very simple. All one word Rams LAFB. You get a welcome or a match deposit bonus up to a hundred bucks. Put in a hundred dollars. They're going to give you a hundred free dollars to play with. Put in $10. You get $10 free dollars. If you want to go little, uh, but go ahead and do that. Have some fun. You pick two to five players in the pick them. 
any sport. You can spread them out. Just got to have two from opposing teams to begin with. Choose the over-unders. That's all it takes. Win some money. You can win, uh, they say 20x your money. I was telling you this a few weeks ago. I've actually found a way to 100x your money with all of the uh, the bonuses, but those are very challenging to hit. They're, they're bonuses for a reason because they don't happen very often. But anyway, Underdog Fantasy, Rams LAFB, tell them the Rams skinny sent you. So as my uh, daughter comes in with her, what do they call those in the World Cup? The Vuvuzela horns. Vuvuzela, nice. <clears throat> throwback there. So if you hear that in the background, I apologize. But Let's get into this game. It's going to be a, you know, it's a, it's almost unfortunate that for Rams, I mean, I guess Rams fans don't carry it away, but for the national spotlight, because at the very same time, you got the Niners Eagles game, which is obviously the game of the week and everyone's talking about and rightfully so, but this Rams Browns matchup is actually a really, really good enticing one. So before we kind of dive into matchups, just what's your overall kind of thoughts about this upcoming game? Yeah, it's going to be truly fascinating game um, on all fronts. Uh, you know, I think, uh, from the Browns perspective, you're you're missing your starting quarterback. You know, Dorian Thompson Robinson might be out for this game with a concussion and you're bringing in Joe Flacco. So all all interesting things, but no good news. Uh, I guess the good news for for the Browns anyway is Miles Garrett isn't probably won't miss that game. It looked pretty bad heading into it. But, yeah. uh, you know, this the, the Browns defense has proved to be elite week over week. Uh, but last week, you know, some stumbling against uh, the Denver Broncos. So it's, it, you know, it's it's just fascinating how how an NFL season kind of unravels before our eyes. And, you know, these teams, you know, hit by injuries or, you know, things things lock in, like, you know, mentioning the Broncos, it, things seem to be locking in for them, you know, only, you know, 12, 13 weeks into the season, you know, but things are, you know, things, so many things have changed and, um, you know, I, I think just truly fascinating test of what, you know, where, where are these teams right now in the mm -hmm. NFL landscape, I think is what I'm looking at. Um, you know, I think we've, we've learned so much about who the Rams are and what Kyron Williams can bring to a team. Um, and, you know, we've, you know, I haven't spent a lot of time uh, delving into the Browns, but a certain, certainly an interesting team in their own right. Um, and and one of the best defenses, the, probably the best defense this Rams team is going to face all season. Uh, so I'm really interested to see what that's going to look like. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, you said it best. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the Browns, this team is, in, like you said, it's so interesting because coming into the year, they were kind of like this dark horse team. Like what are, what kind of Deshaun Watson, speaking specifically of football, what kind of Deshaun Watson are we going to get? We knew the defense was going to be really good, but just how good. And here they are, seven and four. They were seven and three going into the Denver game last week, who's the hottest team in football right now. And Denver won that game. Um, shout out Broncos. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, it's interesting because it, it doesn't feel like this is a very good Browns team. Like just the way you, you see them win games, it's muddy, especially even when Deshaun Watson was playing. It wasn't like he was playing at an elite level. They were still kind of sneaking by in these games. It was all in the backs of the defense. And when you have a, team built on that you know obviously losing Nick Chubb was huge they get Kareem Hunt back but they really haven't solidified a true running game since Chubb went out and now with the quarterback carousel and you know if DTR's out I would have been much more worried about this honestly if DTR played not because he's shown that he's been great yet as a rookie but being back in LA since playing five years here at UCLA there would have been some juice there uh, down in Englewood for for Dorian Thompson Robinson absolutely but if he does not go and it's the 
elite, prestigious Joe Flacco uh, under center. I don't think there's much to be concerned about. Where this game, and we'll get into it right now, for the Rams, and I don't want to sound disrespectful because the Browns are 7-4, and four, but to me, the only way the Rams lose this game is if the Rams beat the Rams. Because when you have an offense that is as inept right now as the Browns' offense, I don't care how good the Browns defense is. You just got to not make mistakes, play clean football. Like this should be honestly a very boring football game for fans. Should be one of those games where the offense might go three and out quite a few times, but when they get their opportunities, they strike on them. The Rams defense plays opportunistic defense, plays smart, creates one or two turnovers that flips the field. And when they do that, then the Rams can capitalize. And this should be honestly a 17 to seven type game. Like we'll get to score predictions later, but that would be a, a solid game plan for the Rams. I know it's boring for fans, but going into this type of slugfest, you just got to play clean football, not turn the ball over, play the odds, and then just let the game kind of come to you and take that opportunity when it does come. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right on that. Um, and, you know, thinking about this game, you know, I think it's going to be low scoring. I think, uh, you know, the the uh, Browns defense are, is going to keep L.A. in check. I don't think I don't think, you know, this is it's going to get out of hand, uh, but the Browns offense aren't going to put up a lot of points. So it's really going to come down to what you were saying is turnovers and, uh, you know, special teams. And, I, you know, you're looking at um, just the totals. You know, the Browns have turned the ball over a lot this season, I think over 20 times, I think second most in, in the league, but, and, and, and to the Rams credit, they haven't turned the, they haven't turned the ball over that much. I think just 12 times altogether um, in the plus category uh, in that, in that way. So, um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think, you know, well, just to, sorry, I I always feel bad cutting you off, but it's on that point. Like you look at, the game last week, the Browns game against the Broncos last week, the Broncos had under 300 yards of total offense. They had 294 total yards of offense. I think Russell Wilson had like 126 yards passing and they scored 29 points. They won 29 to 12. I mean, it was a dominant, when you look at the scoreboard, it looked like they just dominated the offense was having their way. But in reality, like I said, it was just opportunistic. The Browns had three lost fumbles and they turned those fumbles into points. They also got a safety in there. So that's what the Rams need to do. Just play to those strength. And like you were saying, Browns turn it over. So it's up to this Rams defense to just force yeah. those. Yeah, but but the Rams defense hasn't forced a lot of turnovers. So I'm I'm, yes, I'm curious. Sure. I'm, I'm curious to see how that'll play out. But then also, you know, when you think about uh, you know a low scoring game, it's all about uh, field. Uh, you know where you get the ball. You know uh, who's controlling the line of scrimmage. You know a field possession kind of of game. And 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 the Rams special teams has come up short, I feel like, in, in those in those ways where, you know, some dumb penalties have come on special teams. And also, you know, you can't, when it's a low-scoring game, you can't miss field goals. You can't miss extra points. And we saw that happen last week. And, you know, th- those are the kinds of things that can dis- decide um, games like this. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, if – this is a game that the Rams are going to have to stay physical for all four quarters. And that's not something that we've seen um, many times this year. You know, we've mm-hmm. seen slow starts by the offense or by slow starts by the defense and miss miss starts. Uh, I'll call them by, by the offense where, um, you know, they've got all those scripted plays and they're able to hammer up, hammer those out and put some points on the board after that. But then, then what does the offense look like? So, you know, I think, you know, it's our favorite thing to say. This is this game is going to come down to the running game and who's able to control the line of scrimmage that way. Um, 
you know, you look at what the, the the Broncos did on the ground. They had several. It wasn't just one bell cow running back that was, yep. you know, you know, uh, Russell Wilson ran the ball 11 times. Uh, you know, they had Pirine running the ball as well. And, um, you know, you know, for the Browns, Jerome Ford is no slouch in the running game. And, you know, he's he's, you know, somewhere in the top 10 of force missed tackles this year and the Rams defense have really struggled with that. So I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, saying that uh, any, any, any fast of this team is going to run away with this game. Um, but I think that the, the, the Rams are going to have to, uh, you know, stick with the run and they're gonna have to be multiple in the running game as well. It can't just be a, a soul back just because this defense uh, is, is better than that and smarter than that. And you have to, you have to figure out how to move the ball in multiple different ways against this defense because uh, you don't want Matthew Stafford to be the one to have to win this game throwing the ball just because the the, the Browns' defense are, are getting pressure on quarterbacks at about uh, tw- almost thirty percent of the time. Uh, yeah, getting into the backfield, and and yeah. you don't want you don't want Stafford to to be in that position just because that's how he gets hurt and you'll lose this game if it's but you can't go away from the you can't go away from the passing game. I'm sorry, I'm on a little bit of a rant because <laughs> so it's so good. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're basically the number one defense in just about every statistical category minus points per game. But when you look at total yards, I think passing yards, rushing yards, they're right up there. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the way they're going to win this game is through the running game and then capitalizing with the passing game when given the opportunity. You can't rely on the the running or you can't rely on the passing game and then just, you know, sprinkling some runs to keep the defense honest. It's got to be ground and pound. And then when they cheat up, then you open the running game Broncos last week, 169 yards on the ground. Like you, like you alluded to, I mean, I know under 300 yards total, but 169 yards on the ground against this defense is a great day. And it keeps those pass rushers neutralized. Like you said, miles Garrett, arguably the defensive player of the year already this season probably will be good to go as indicated by their injury report. Um, a guy that's probably not getting enough national shine, and I'm going to butcher his name probably, but Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa is absolutely crushing it. Had 12 tackles and a sack last week against, or seven tackles, excuse me, five solo tackles and a sack against the Broncos last week. So he's coming off the edge. I mean, they have monsters up there up front that if you're just going to drop Stafford back 35 plus times, you're asking for trouble. And even Denzel Ward missed last week. Do you know any status on him? I know you follow the injury reports much closer than I. I'm not sure if he will be back or not. Um, obviously a key player in that secondary, but they still have a very strong secondary regardless. So, um, yeah. while you're looking that up, you can let me know, but no, no pressure there, but, yeah, uh, so yeah, not, I mean, it's not practice yesterday. Denzel Ward. Did not practice yesterday. So as of <laughs> Thursday, Friday, uh, no, doesn't look like he will go, but still a obviously strong unit. So the running game important. And then the last thing I'll say before tossing that to you, and we saw it last week against the Cardinals and we talked about it after the Cardinals game. If they can keep this momentum with this going, it's going to bode well for them, excuse me, down the stretch. And that's the screen game and Kyron Williams, obviously, in that screen game, but also the tight end screen game. And that was another way to get yards against this Brown defense is in those deceptive screens and making sure your receivers and, you know, your tight ends are blocking well downfield. If the Rams can do that, run the ball well and stick to the screen game, keeping the defense off balance, then I think they'll have some success. Again, they're not going to score 30 points. They're not going to score maybe even 25 points, but they'll have success in at least playing clean football and scoring when they need to score. So screen game and running game, Skinny, that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, once again, 
Yeah. Um, well, and just to throw out there, uh, Zadarius Smith also on the Browns defense, and then uh, a familiar name, Obo Okoronkwo, uh, having a mm-hmm. really good year for the Broncos as well. So, um, yeah. Um, you know, it'll be, you know, it's, I'm curious to see, you know, just from a physicality standpoint, where Sean McVay's game planning is going to t- try to take this offense. Um, Do you think, let me let me just ask you that. Like, do you think this can be a physical football team? Because that's kind of always always been the mo with the with the Rams and under McVay. Is they're much more finesse. They've got some physical players. Obviously, Aaron Donald is one of those. But do you think they can be a physical team and go? You know, we talk about this in college all the time, right? Like, can USC be as physical as they need to be in the Big Ten uh, when you go into those big trenches? Like, the Rams are very similar. L.A. for whatever it is, we're just a a sparkle, glitz, and finesse. Like, we don't have the the big hog molly's physicality. Like, do you think this Rams can be a physical team? Well, I think the the moves that they've made, especially along the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, just, let me just back up a sec. Defensively, I think that they can be. And that's that. That's where they've earned their bread and butter is when they've uh, muddied it up and been physical at the line of scrimmage and 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 won you know first and foremost up there up front in the front seven, and then you know you get guys like uh, Darian Kendrick who muddle it up in the in the secondary and and Ernest Jones just taking care of business there. So defensively, absolutely, I think that you know going against the Browns offense, I think that they can go toe to toe. Um, with their offensive line, keep that running game in check. I think absolutely that can happen. Offensively, that's where I have questions. Now, along the fr- there, uh, along the offensive line, along the Rams' offensive line, I think that 100% they have what they can, what they need, and what they want to do. Now, it's just I think it's the play calling. Is is McVeigh going to just stick to you know three three yards in a cloud of dust? Will does he have the patience to? do things like that over and over again, you know, you know, just in, in, enforcing their will down the field, just long, you know, long drives that, you know, just picking up chunk, you know, small chunks of yardage and, and forcing that defense to, uh, you know, play condensed, play tight. You know, they're, they're a, a, a man defense. They're a man secondary, um, which if you're good at, you know, can really make these receivers work hard, um, but you know, that's the thing that we've seen with McVeigh is he doesn't like to put his players in, in difficult, physical, uh, just tough, hard nosed football situations. He likes, mm-hmm. and, and, and for good reasons, that's, that's, that's hard on the bodies. It's hard on, you know, but that's what you got to do, um, against this team. And, and, you know, we, I think that the only game that we've seen that kind of play calling outside of. Cardinals um, was week one, you know, where mm-hmm. they they punched uh, Seattle in the mouth and asked them to respond, and they just couldn't. And I think, um, you know, offensively, if you're going to put some points on the points on the board, that's that's really the only way you're you're going to go about it. That's really the only that's that's the only path that I that I can see for them to come out winning this game is that to equal them physically, and. And I mean, I, I just don't have enough faith in McVeigh that he's going to make those play calls. Now, if there's a way to out finesse this team and, you know, he's able to create some explosive plays with Tutu Atwell or, or, or something like that. I mean, I'll, I'll eat my hat, uh, but <laughs> it's, I, I just, I, we haven't seen it. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, I think they made strides, and we've mentioned it in this draft class, to turn this into a more physical group. Um, obviously, that first pick, big Steve Avila. I mean, that guy is a mauler in the trenches. Like he might be one of the most physical offensive linemen, not named Quentin Nelson in in football. And so that was a home run pick. You see how physical Kobe Turner is on the defensive line, as you mentioned. Byron Young, an SEC product that's been physical at the edge. I know he doesn't play much, but Trey Tomlinson, for his size, is a very scrappy physical corner. Um, and so I think they're they're trying to transition into a more physical brand of football that also has finesse players on the outside and speed that, can de- that they can develop and utilize in this Sean McVay system. So they're getting there. Are they there yet? I mean, this is going to be the game to prove it. So with that, we got to take a quick break on radio. So if you're on radio, hang out. We'll be back with Chargers Talk after the break. If you want to continue this episode, head to the LA Football Network, lafbnetwork.com, the Rams skinny. You can find us all there. But thanks for hanging out on radio. Take care. Continue on podcast. Um, yeah, I, I just think this is the game where it'll be a true test of physicality. So, um, you know, it's a good brand of football. It's going to be muddy, not actually muddy because they're in the beautiful confines of SoFi, but in terms of just play style, it's going to be a muddy, ugly game. And how can this, like you said, I'm not worried about the defense against this Browns offense. I don't care who's that quarterback. Um, it's just not a very good offense. This defense has shown up big, uh, especially if it's Joe Flacco who hasn't played in this season for sure. Dating back to last season when he came in spot for a couple starts. Um, so I'm not worried at all about the defense, but the offense, can they stay out of their own way? And can they prove some physicality? So with that, Skinny, unless you have anything else to add, we can get into some score predictions. Yeah, no, I think that's a great place to end. Um, You know, in terms of special teams, also Corey Bajorquez uh, on the Browns team, a familiar uh, name. And then their their kicker has been fantastic this year. Just missed only three. um, uh, Yeah, Dustin Hopkins, right? Yeah, Dustin Hopkins. uh, Yeah, from the Chargers last year. Yeah, exactly. Just missing three field goals total on the year. Uh, really good extra points. So if it comes down to that, I think uh, Browns have a little bit of the edge. But uh, yeah, what uh, what are you thinking for uh, who's winning and, and what's the score? Man, I hate just being a, a homer on here. <laughs> I have picked against the Rams, not often, but I, ha- I haven't picked against them six times and they have six losses. I'll be honest about that. But I just they especially are- watch... They are home favorites getting into this game. Uh, three and a yeah. half favorites. Yeah, so I'm not a, not a homer. They're the favorite. They're the yeah. favorite. Yeah. Uh, I just I think that I've I haven't watched a lot of Browns football, but I've watched enough. Obviously, and I watched some film leading up to you know prep for these shows and for our articles and stuff. And it's a I think it's a fairly well coached team. I know Kevin Stefanski. His name keeps popping up in in uh like hot seats. I don't really understand that considering he's had such poor quarterback play and you know, they've, they've still struck. They're still seven and four football teams. So I think they're a well-coached team overall that defense obviously is so, so good, but the offense is just so poor right now. And we saw it last week against the Broncos that I mentioned many times. I don't need to get back into that, but even in weeks prior, we've seen it now. Well, I'll give them credit, but this is with Deshaun Watson. When you go back a few weeks to that Baltimore Ravens game, when they looked down and out playing against the number one, AFC seed in the Ravens, they came storming back in the second half and ended up winning that football game. So they can definitely surprise you. But I think the way the Rams defense has played, they'll neutralize their offense enough. Again, say it again, especially if it's Joe Flacco at quarterback. Not worried about that as long as they just keep the run game in check. And I think the offense is, I don't think they're going to play completely clean. We just haven't seen that in a Rams, in a McVay offense. They're going to try to take chances. They always do. And they're probably going to try it and and it's going to be a bad, like it'll be one bad interception. I'm sure from staff in this game, 
Um, if I'm on underdog fantasy and I have the over under of 0.5, I'm taking the over. Probably one interception from Stafford there. Shout out Rams LAFB underdog fantasy. But I think they get the job done just because I think they're they have enough weaponry and enough uh, pieces to get past the Browns. So I'll go with my. I, I threw a score out there randomly, but I kind of like it. I'm gonna go 17-7. Rams win this game easily. Cover three and a half point favorites and win by ten. What's well, you that you? Did, the uh, the the over under is forty points. So you're taking the under on, on the on that. I like I like that approach. I think that you know um, <clears throat> I was doubting that the Rams offense could get to twenty points uh, this season, but I think in this game that is their point total. I think that they're able to move the ball just enough. I think that they uh, they they win the turnover battle. Uh, they mm-hmm. take care of the ball better than than the Browns. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with uh, uh, 20 to 13 Rams home victory. Mm. Also taking the under, I guess. I'm, okay. The way you're making it sound, I thought you were going to take the Browns. So that's a nice, pleasant surprise there. So I think, I think too, it, this doesn't mean a whole lot. I know culture and, and pride and all that is important, but you know, ultimately it comes down to who executes on the field. But I really feel like this team, even at five and six, has fully bought into like, hey, we can be a playoff team now. Like I know all the war outside noise is, hey, we were playing for 2024. Even in this building, no one said it, but there's like there was the vibe before the year that, hey, this we're going to be competitive, but really we're prepping for 24. But I believe after these these last two wins, getting some guys back healthy, seeing some of these yes guys, how well they performed, seeing McVay and his leadership and how like excited he is about this team. I really do believe that there's like buy it that this team is like, we can go on a run right now and we can make the playoffs now. And like we've said all along skinny, once you're in the dance, like who knows what happens? You can, doesn't care if you squeak in and you're the Seattle Seahawks at seven and nine. They were a few years ago and you beat the, you beat the New Orleans saints who are the favorite in the NFC. Like you never know once you get to the dance. So um, I just think this team buys in and I think this is a good week to show physicality and, and get a job done and get back to 500. Cause once you're at six and six, now that playoff window goes from 37%. Like you said, a few days ago, probably goes closer to 50%. I'm guessing. So no, big you're win for the Rams. absolutely right. If they win this game, their playoff chances, according to New York times, anyway, move up to 52%. That is a, is a coin flip better than a coin flip uh, chances. So uh, you got to like that, especially uh, everything that you said, heading into the season, what a roller coaster, what a fun, what a fun year to be a Rams fan uh, guys. It's a, uh, you know, uh, you know, we're a relevant team in December, you know, it's that's a good thing. Yeah, for real. Like who would have thought in December the best team in LA this year would be the Rams? Not us. Nope. Definitely not. I mean, maybe us, but not most people. I was just quoting the the hot ones. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not us. <laughs> but here we are. Rams making a push. Everyone get excited. We'll see. This should be a great game. Uh again, unfortunate that it's at the same time as the the Eagles. Uh, Niners game, so it won't get as much national clout, but certainly will be a big one here in Los Angeles. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Make sure to like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Rams LAFB is the YouTube channel. You can find us on our website, lafbnetwork.com, or anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, any of those. Just search the Rams Skinny. Help us out on socials. We have our main account, LAFB Network. Our Rams specific account is Rams underscore LAFB. Or if you just like looking at the ugly mugs of the two Ryans here, you can go L or uh, RL Anderson LAFB or R like mouthful here, Ryan Dirud LAFB. So thank you all for hanging out. Did you have something to add? You look like you wanted to jump in there. Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you all for hanging out. Appreciate you. Everyone enjoy the game this weekend. We'll have plenty of Rams coverage 
all throughout the weekend. Always 24-7, we got Rams coverage. So make sure to head to LAFNetwork.com for all of that. We'll talk to you all after the game for the recap, hopefully after a Rams victory Monday, and we get back to 6-6, six and six, breaking down where this team goes next. Everyone, be well, be safe, have a great weekend. For Skinny T. Anderson, I'm Ryan Dyrud. Everyone, be well. This is the Rams Skinny. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.